Welcome to Dynamics Corner. This is Chris. And this is Brad. And thank you for listening to this podcast episode. <laughs> How'd you like that, Chris? That is perfect, my friend. Yeah. How's it going? Things are going well on this part of the country. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. I'm, I'm actually excited. Um, you know, as, as you know, uh, living in the both corners of the United States, uh, we don't get a lot of sun, like unlike people in the southern states where they get a little bit more sun. And so I'm, I'm actually pretty excited because it kind of allows me to go out and camp. So I'm excited for that. What's going yes. on over there? No, no. If you're talking about the weather, I think we're more the same. I think everybody's having a little heat wave at this point. But yes, we're in the, the heart of the summer. So uh, we're also, you know, our, our weather fluctuates as well, too. You know, you get uh, freezing in the winter. Yeah. And then during the summer, you get the extreme heat. But fortunately, not so much. But um, these beautiful sunny periods, uh, it is, it's nice to get outside. But it's, it's rather warm today. It's in the 90s, I believe. Uh, nice. I think we're due for some rain, a, a short, brief shower, but uh, we definitely need some rain, I'm sure, like uh, at a least lot of once do. a week. I don't know about you up in the uh, Pacific Northwest, but on this part of the country, we need some rain. Yeah, I, I'm I'm good with rain once a week. Um, if we can get a rain once or twice a week, I am fine, as long as in a weekday, because that way it'll water our grass and everything like that and keeps things, um, you know, pretty solid, but so... That's what all yeah, I Yeah, you know, I, I want the perfect weather. I want it to be 70 on the weekends with no humidity and no wind. And then yeah. I want it to rain during the week when I'm working. Yeah, I wish we <laughs> exactly. could Exactly. Just not on the weekends, so, man. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> not, but, uh, you know, last, last episode we had a conversation. You know, I did a lot of speaking about, you know, one, myself, and two, you know, about the future or the perceived future, your thoughts on, you know, the customer self-service onboarding mm -hmm. experience with a business central. So I think in this episode, what we could do is take a little twist, you know, uh, give everybody a break from listening to the old dinosaur and, <laughs> you know, hearing from you, you know, what is your take on this? Um, you know, the new, uh, not the new, excuse me, what's your take on customer self-service and implementations of ERP? And uh, Business Central, Microsoft Dynamics 365 Business Central. Yes. Get the full name in there. Yes. Uh, well, on the self-serve side, um, I know we've been talking about some of these kind of functionalities and features. And, and um, I, I do want to share my experience of this recent one I just did. came across is the uh, uh, item import pictures. Um, uh, I, my understanding, it's been there for since what is he 17 maybe 18 now i've worked with it i know i've worked with it in 18 implementations um i don't think i worked with any sooner but i don't know uh which version it came out when specifically it's all a big blur unfortunately yeah. <laughs> you know with two releases a year and updates in between it's tough to remember what gets released when yeah no i i i get it um <clears throat> this uh particular uh, functionality is wonderful from a user's perspective. Now, I know in the past, or several, you know, the last couple of podcasts, and in passing, we've been talking about this clients or users are becoming more educated. And so this functionality was something that was actually brought up to my attention by 
a uh, a user, a uh, Business Central user, uh, asking about, hey, what do you think about this functionality? Is it going to work for us? And so I had to educate myself really quick about this tool. And uh, what a wonderful tool. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's complicated. I mean, not sound. It's not complicated at all in utilizing this functionality, which makes it easy for uh, users to just do it themselves. Uh, you know, my job at that point is sort of guiding them in, and uh, uh, to some degree, but the rest of the actual work of them importing and, you know, saving into a zip file and uh, naming the uh, file with the item numbers with bitmap, uh, they do the hard work. And while for me, it was just helping them, you know, get that set up and guiding them in the proper direction. But uh, again, it goes back to what we're saying. I mean, all this stuff is just allowing people to uh, do it themselves. It's a self-serve. No, it is, it's interesting. And, um, you know, within the implementation, it's important to, you know, do some research you know, if you're not a hundred percent certain of functionality, just to make sure, you know, consult with your peers. In my opinion, I ask around, run things by uh, individuals because, you know, the application's changing so much. And some of these features, you know, if somebody wants some assistance and guidance, you know, like you're saying here, you know, somebody may want to write an image import, but the application already has it. So mm -hmm. you just want to be careful to make sure that you know you at least review the functionality that's there before you try to uh, come up with other means. It also makes things a little bit uh, easier and stable. Yeah. So as customers, um, so back to the whole process. So you, you think more of the, you know, you, are you saying like the partner role would be more of a facilitator uh, uh, with the implementations uh, going forward uh, with the customers uh, having the ability to do most of it themselves? I, I do believe uh, that's where we're heading. Um, I think we are going to be uh, more of uh, what do they call that in Microsoft? Program managers, right? Where you just help and guide uh, the users um, and not necessarily, you know, less hands-on, I guess, uh, more of a facilitator, like uh, like you said, uh, and, and guiding them. I, I do see that shift for sure. No, no, I think with, um, yeah, I understand your, your point of view. What about, uh, what do you see the role of development, do you think, with the uh, business central implementations? You know, back in the early onset of, you know, Navision, you know, a lot of people were just developing and creating a lot of solutions, maybe because they didn't understand the application. Uh, the application may not have had the features, but, you know, a lot of people just bolting stuff on, you know, in this new, uh, you know, client self-service, I guess you could call it, uh, in the context of what you're talking about. Where do you see, you know, development going in the future? Uh, great question. Uh, being someone who's done development um, and functional, uh, I do see there's a shift on the functional side. So for developers, uh, uh, need to transition to be able to do functional. Uh, and, and that could be understanding other add-ons of, of what's out there uh, rather than building something, something that's um, simple. Uh, taking a look at what's out there. Uh, I do think that developers are still needed for the comp, uh, complex requirements, um, but I do believe that they need to transition in doing a little bit more functional as well. 
so it's uh, you know years ago development was the uh, hot resource. So now it, you're suggesting that you know the functional consultants, a uh, uh, solution architect type, you know, I don't want to say a hybrid, but somebody who can architect a solution, as well be as well as understand the functions and implementation of Business Central within a business is the um, resource of. Uh, need i guess you could say yeah i i do believe that man um you know i i think developers have a, a great leg up uh because they have an understanding of the back end of things um and and just understanding the functionality and requirements gathering i think there's a, a space for that uh for developers that are slowly transitioning from just hardcore cal uh development and then shifting that to AL along with, um, you know, uh, along with function, uh, uh, understanding the functionality or, or the business process. You know, within the application, I have always thought that the de a developer should understand the functional because I think just the nature of the application in order to construct a solution or develop a solution or architect a solution, you know, you really need to understand the application so you understand the developer that needs to be made. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's not in the sense of, you know, I think it's not the typical application development where you, you know, you can, you know, feed things over to a developer and they're going to, you know, turn them around. I don't know if there's, you know, a lot of uh, implementations go that way. I mean, there may be some larger projects where you can have some large detailed uh, specifications, but I think, you know, a developer should already have had that role, but I think now I, you're suggesting that you need to have more functional than development if you had to have a scale. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you take a look at uh, where the market is going, especially with the new workforce, uh, uh, getting into the business central, you get younger audience and users who are, you know, who grew up uh, with technology, uh, was born with internet, and accessibility to information, and and so they're no longer afraid to, you know, doing it themselves, right? Um, uh, the internet's no longer sort of like a scary place. It's a way for to co collaborate and uh, gain some knowledge and share some knowledge, and so with that, uh, it is more important to be able to understand the basic functionality of what the system can do outside the box and what's available already out there uh, rather than recommending of you know developing something from scratch because guess what if they did their research which most you know uh, clients are doing uh, they're gonna know they're more likely gonna know the answer uh, when you're talking to them so uh, no, it's good. It's good. Uh, I, I like working with educated customers too. I like working with all customers. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so no, no, that's an interesting take. Um, you know, on your perspective of um, you know that whole process of where the application and the um, you know the community is going. It is a small, you know, tight community, uh, in the sense, um, you know, the, the ERP world's large, but the business central community is a, a smaller, tighter community. I think. Right, um, with it. and you know, it's it's just interesting having conversations with others uh, and getting their take on different things that are going on. You know, obviously, obviously, everybody always has their own perspective and take on things. It's just interesting to to, to hear the different views. So, you know, 
you know, the old, the old dinosaur here now, you know, I, I feel like calling myself <laughs> that it's uh, because you had to reference that previously, you know, um, we talked a little bit about my background, you know, I'm curious to know about your background, you know, how did you get into Navision? What type of experience have you had, have you had with Navision, uh, Business Central, Microsoft Dynamics Nav, I'll throw all the names out there, Business Solutions, <laughs> you know, whatever they had, uh, you know, uh, you know, if you could tell us, tell me, you know, and anyone who's listening, you know, just a little bit about your history uh, within, sure. you know, the ERP space. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, before I get introduced to Dynamics uh, NAV, Navision, or NAV, uh, it was back in 2008. So prior to that, I was a COBOL developer and uh, managed AS400. So uh, and so that was my background, and you know, and 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 of course, I worked in Python language. So when I got hired with with this company back in two thousand eight, they had COBOL, and uh, you know, the company grew, and they needed a proper uh, ERP solution. So, you know, we went through the whole due diligence. You know, interviewed all the different um, uh, ERPs out there, like Infor, SAP. Uh, business one uh, and things like that and, and even NetSuite and uh, uh, came across uh, Business Central. So we had a partner then that we worked with. Uh, they came over and did the whole demo. Um, and so I, I kind of fell in love with the product uh, because of the familiarity of the office suite. And, um, and when we implemented, it was kind of I guess forced on my sh put on my shoulder to do as much as I can, and it was a, a delightful opportunity because I enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, a lot of people at that time, consultants would tell me, uh, "You're crazy to enjoy an implementation." But uh, you know, I'm, I was a young guy uh, learning about this uh, nav, and so I didn't know what. <laughs> what what were the no, implementa <laughs> implementations are fun i mean it's obviously it's like anything else they can be stressful you know because you have yeah. a lot to do and you, you know you have the go live periods but you know it, it's fun you know i've always found joy in you know coming up with solutions and implemented solutions and seeing you know something it's almost like you know having a baby born or something, I guess you could say, <laughs> for lack of better time. You know, we see, so yeah, no, I know you're saying back, if you look at the old uh, days, you know, uh, back with 2009, when they had that classic client, you know, and mm -hmm. the role tail client first came out. And that's one of the things that, um, yeah, I think we talked about the office look and feel, you know, as we're talking about that, I'm thinking about, you know, version four, version five, now 2009, uh, you know, right. version one, version two, 2.1, you know, the different versions, <laughs> you know, Microsoft business solutions. Did you know that uh, it was 20 years ago that Microsoft purchased Navision? Yeah, man, you posted that. I didn't know the actual date until you had posted that on Twitter. And uh, I was, it was, uh, uh, it was pretty interesting, man. 20 years. Uh, yeah, to it's be exact 20 years you and you that. think back <laughs> and you think back. And I, I do from time to time when I have conversations, we talk about the history of it. I, I, I never remember, you know, when it happened in time. It's like, was it 10 years, 15 years, man? But to see 20 years ago that the product was purchased, I remember that very well, you know, when I saw that announcement, uh, like, mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, the other uh, old timers, I guess, you know, old dinosaurs, timers, not to insult <laughs> all of us, but, uh, you know, it was a big shift because I think everyone was just like wondering what is Microsoft going to do with this product? You're like, here we are, we have a great product. There's a nice, you know, Navision ecosystem, you know, with the partner network and their training and certifications and, you know, what will Microsoft go and do with the application? You know, fast forward 20 years, you know, I, I think they had a gradual progression with the application, but I'm thrilled with um, the direction that they've been going with it uh, and all that they've been doing with it uh, and keeping yeah. up with technology. Change is scary, you know. I, t I totally understand that. Uh, you know, it's always that uncertainty. Uh, what what it is on the other side? I mean, that's no different with Business Central, right? When when Business Central was introduced and, and where it was going, um, you know, uh, at some point I was like, oh man, it's gonna change. You know, I don't know what's gonna happen. But as new things come into play, I was actually much more excited of where they're going with this product. I think it, it'd be an easier adoption of the application of the way it's it's uh, structured and designed uh, moving forward. And so, you know, going back to introduce to NAV 2009 RTC, because that's what I implemented on my first one. Uh, and, you know, I loved it, I enjoyed it. And so, you know, end up working for another company. Uh, they, they were at you know, nav, uh, 2.4. And, uh, you know, I think in the past we were talking about this and it, it made me laugh that the, you know, your comment about being a small community, uh, you worked on that same client, uh, years before <laughs> you and I even, uh, knew each other. And yes. so I thought it was fascinating, man, just how crazy, a small community, uh, for people that have been around, of course, there's new, new fresh bloods right in the, in the community but, yeah no no it, it was it's strange you, you you see some of these implementations and i remember the discussions during the upgrade and just to see something that you know was written you know 20 years ago that you had written and you remember you know the conversations with certain people it's it's kind of nostalgic um so yeah so so you worked for a customer you know transitioning over to you know, Navision at the time, or Microsoft Dynamics, uh, was Navision in 2009, I believe, mm -hmm. right? They switched the name when it went to 2013. Um, what, what about your experience, you know, on the other side? You know, you had a good, good foothold on implementation from the point of view and perspective of an end user or a customer. Uh, what about from the implementation point of view? Uh, good question, man. Um, you know, uh, what got me into consulting was really the joy I had implementing NAV. I, I, I love the challenge. And I remember when I first got introduced, one of the challenges was like, there's not a lot of information out there. And so, you know, I, I joined and helped co-found the uh, Pacific Northwest user group uh, at that time. And so that was very exciting because we can share knowledge. Um, you know, and, and of course, throughout the years, I've worked for... And, end users or clients uh, of NAV, and I came to realize that, hey, I'm actually pretty good at this, right? Like I've, I've, you know, one time I, one of the clients I, uh, I, at the end user, when I was at the end user, I did an upgrade of NAV. <laughs> so uh, all alone. And so I was like, man, I'm actually pretty, pretty good at this. Like, and, and so that got me thinking about, uh, changing that career. And, um, you know, at that time I didn't have what you call that, uh, seasoned, 
<laughs> consulted consulting um, uh, experience. So I, I just kind of became an independent for a little bit and uh, end up working for our, our partner eventually. But um, but yeah, I, I enjoy it from this side as well uh, because I can see how other people are using the application and seeing how versatile uh, NAV and Business Central was or is. And um, yeah, that, that's that's how I no, got No, that's exciting. It is exciting. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're good at it. Usually, you know, people do well at things they enjoy. So uh, one thing, yeah. you know, it's not always easy, you know, like anything, but to have the passion and the desire is good. Uh, so another thing you, you, you think you should mention is the your user group experience throughout this whole process. You know, you did the in-house, the outhouse, the side house, <laughs> as I call them all. And then, uh, you know, and also the involvement in the community. Oh yeah, man. It, it, it's, I owe it to the community in, uh, gaining knowledge. And so one of the biggest folks, actually one of the reason, uh, us putting this podcast together is because the love of sharing knowledge and giving back to the community because it it helped me uh, point to the direction of what I wanted to do in my career, and and so I owe it I owe it big time. And so whenever I have an opportunity to share my knowledge through a, uh, be a speaker or anything like that, uh, I take that every opportunity as, as much as I can, and um, and and so. I think it's important for people to be involved uh, with that community. It's only going to make the product better, um, and it's it makes it easier to onboard uh, your business into Business Central. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think there's a, there's really a lot of opportunities, especially for new. Um, um, is it new folks that are getting into Business Central, in in Nav, uh, or or whatnot, in in just being more, I mean, not being afraid of the product uh, itself. And so there's a lot of uh, season like yourself that would help them guide of how to implement uh, the application. And so I mean, again, it goes goes back to what I'm saying, right? Like a lot of this, a lot of the new resources. They grew up with cell phones and smartphones, and whenever you want something, you don't you don't develop something from scratch. You look at an app, you look at uh, a marketplace. It's like, hey, I want to I want to be able to do this. Is there an app for that, right? And so where Microsoft is moving, this is wonderful, man, for the enterprise level. Yes, yes, and I don't want to talk to anybody along the way. I just want to send a message. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, no, no, I mean, the, the, the world is a, a constantly evolving, I guess you could use uh, that word, uh, place. And, you know, it's important to adapt to the way, you know, the, the, the evolution is uh, moving towards, which is interesting. So, you know, another thing we got to, I think we can start talking about more, you know, we'll have the information on what's new in the 2022 wave two release, but I know we, uh, you know, we'll catch up with some more information on, you know, yes. what is new, uh, finish up on what is new within 2022 wave one. I know it came out a little bit, but it's good to highlight some of, uh, you know, the features and functionality with the added with each version, if anything just gives us a point in time, you know, nostalgia to recall what was when, I mean, thankfully, <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, a lot of things are published now. So there's a lot more information on the, um, you know, on the internet, I guess you could call it, or on Microsoft's, you know, document website that has a lot of information about what, when things occurred, you know, as far as yep. being released, introduced and fixed. So it's, you know, it's no longer trying to recall and have the memory of that uh, from the past. So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, your, your I'm looking forward to that. Is interesting. I'm looking yeah, forward no, to we'll the discussion. That. Yes. No, no, we have to get that and we can, um, you know, uh, talk about other tips and tricks, you know, as far as using the application. I think that it's a benefit because if anything, we can learn from each other. And hopefully along Absolutely. the way we can, you know, share something with someone else out there working with the application. So, so, uh, yep. And, and, and for those that are, you know, just starting to listen with, you know, starting to listen to this podcast, uh, certainly check out our blogs. Uh, we, you know, Brad and myself have our own personal blogs sharing, uh, content, uh, uh some of our content overlap, but, uh, I think, uh, uh, we, we certainly have a lot of information and content that we're, we're happy to share that, uh, uh, and, that we don't typically talk about it during uh, this podcast. So uh, check out Brad's blog, uh, developerlife.com. It's D-V-L-P-R-L-I-F-E.com. And you can also check out my blog um, at matalino.io. That's M-A-T-A-L-I-N-O.io. So um, again, Brad, thanks for your time today, man. Uh, it's always been no, a wonderful. No, no, thank you. It's always enjoy having a conversation. We look forward to speaking again with you soon. Yep, sounds good. Right. Well, appreciate everyone, and thanks for listening. And take care. All right, take care.